from downtown, this is Tim Kitscher from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Pokemon Company shows us how to celebrate an anniversary, and there's a new Final Fantasy game on Nintendo Switch. I may only have three cats, but I have 100 cat shines. Fare thee well, game collection. it off to the next world place welcome to nintendo main podcast episode 260 your place for reactions to new directs and impressions of video games and such we are your hosts i'm trey focused grinding johnson i'm jeremy rhythm games for life mikowski i'm john handheld mode knitter back to the basics oh yeah didn't you rarely use your handheld mode like weren't you uh tv only or whatever the fuck the thing the grabby try thing one. the yeah. try one only yeah i was yeah. using the so I, so I was technically handheld only for a long time but i was using the try one uh, um using that with the with the a controller then i went to just tv and i've not gone back to handheld mode for about over a year now so now i'm i'm moving and so i put all my stuff in a pod my consoles and everything yeah so i'm going back to handheld mode that's the story behind that name just for a little bit until the pod arrives yeah so the TV is packed officially. It's not in existence. The TV is still anymore. out in the living room right now, but it's going to get packed. Yeah, yeah. But soon enough, it'll be handheld yep. only. So you're going to have to use that kickstand or something. Because aren't the isn't the uh, Joy Cons like a little too small for you? They're not comfortable to use. Yeah, I don't think they're really comfortable for most people, especially when they get all drifty on you. Mm-hmm. But hopefully that doesn't happen anytime soon. But yeah, let's uh, start off the show how we normally do and talk about the games that we got. And the games we've been playing. Of course, later on the second half of the show, we're going to talk about the Pokemon Direct, of course, because that happened. You got to talk about that. Yeah, in between shows. It's one of those, like, Curse of the Podcast things. So I beat Rock and Roll Racing on Rookie Mode. That's that's what I did. Rock and Roll. On stream. You can find it on twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I did my own little soundtrack for it. And I kept playing some of that. And I was playing it and I was like, I'm doing I'm like, I'm doing pretty well. Like I keep, you know, you you like play a certain amount of races and then you earn a certain amount of points and then you can like upgrade to the next level and that's kinda how it goes. And then I got to like this whatever the highest level was. And then they're just like, You beat it. <laughs> and they give you and there's like a weird there's an alien creature that gives you a trophy. And it's like, now try higher difficulty. It's like, okay. I don't know if there were actually credits in there. I might have accidentally skipped past them. I don't know. But yeah, I beat on rookie, so they were just like try the next thing. So I didn't realize I didn't realize there were different difficulties just because I started it so long ago, and I was just going from a save state. So, and I found out that the definitive edition of Rock and Roll Racing doesn't have any saving whatsoever. You have to write down all the passwords, which is so weird. It's it's so not definitive. At I was going to say that's reductive. You have to use passwords. Yeah, I, I did. I googled it and 
found a Reddit article about it, and they're like, yeah, can't save it all in a <laughs> definitive edition of Rock and Roll Racing. I'm like, what the fuck? So I'll just continue playing it on Super Nintendo, but it's it's fun. It was fun. I, I beat it all the way. You know, it's uh, you get to the point where you can just, you know, you can buy stuff. You can buy new uh, weapons and engines and for your car and stuff like that, and you get faster. And It was fun. I was just sitting there playing, listening to other music that's not the rock and roll music that's on there. So I don't get muted on Twitch. Like, I really care about that. But It was other racing music, right? I did, yeah. I made a playlist of other racing games or other races from other games. Not necessarily racing games. But it was fun. I listened to that for a while until I beat, pretty much until I beat Rock and Roll Racing. And then I played Need for Speed Hot Hot Pursuit for a while longer. And that game is (laughs) still really fun. And I found out that there's people in the cars there. So Nice! So suck it, Burnout Paradise. (laughs) (laughs) They got a one-up on you. I don't know which one is, I don't know which one's later. Do you know which one came out after? Is it with Burnout first or Need for Speed first? I'm not sure. I think Need for Speed was earlier. I thought it was later, but I don't know. I don't know anything about these games. But regardless, the cars look have like they total ha- totally have people in there. Well, I was driving a convertible, and Mike could see my guy driving. But I was driving another car that had a top, and I like you can move the camera around your car, and my guy's in there doing the motions. So there's totally Going in there. The motions. Yeah, but it's an awesome game. One of the main reasons I got it over Burnout Paradise was because of the weapons and. The more you play that game, the more you use the weapons they upgrade as you go. So I can drop like two long things of nails now to pop people's tires, like one after another. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. So you do stuff like that and you have like an EMP bomb too, where you can stop cars like right in their tracks, which is fun. It's a homing thing. So you just have to stay behind them at a certain distance and then it just completely takes out the car. And if you plan it to where you take it out and then you run into them, then you can knock them off the thing. And it does, it does slow motion crashes too. I don't know how. I know you said that they're getting kind of annoying in a burnout, but I don't know how much it differs, but they don't, they don't really, they don't bother me that much. Like whenever you do something, like if you drop like the tire popper thing, if that hits anybody, it'll do like a slow motion. It'll cut to a different camera of watching the camera, watching the other car hit it. And same if you run into another car, there's always a slow motion crash. Or if like you wreck, if you wreck a cop car, if you knock anybody, if you completely destroy somebody else's car on the race, they do slow motion for that too. So. It doesn't didn't annoy me, but it would be nice if you could just hit the button to skip it if you wanted to. Yeah. What what always what always makes me freaked out is like, you know, you're racing and you might be on a crazy curve and you might be doing some sort of drift or something, and then it cuts to behind you and you're like, Well fuck and then you wanna have to like sometimes you get messed up because when it comes back to where you were at, if you're in the middle of a turn, it's kinda hard to to be in that same moment that you were before it cut away, and that's that's kind of annoying. That's that's my big gripe with it because it's like, well, fuck, man, I'm kind of in the middle of something. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> it's like I don't care. I don't care that that guy got killed. They just need to be like Mario Kart, where your guy just like jumps out of the car and just like does a thing, and that's how you know that you hit the other car. Because that's how how they would always how would always know on the other on the Mario Kart games is if your character does a little dance, then it means that somebody hits your banana. So, so it doesn't even know. do that. Then why even have people in the car? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they're in there, but it looks cool that they're in there. And I still think that game looks really cool. Like, I think the graphics look great for, for whatever, for whatever it is. Um, the Super Mario items have officially landed on Animal Crossing, or at least they have in my town. It takes a day for them to get there, but you can order them now. It's, I think they just started yesterday. And you order them like you, like you order the seasonal items. Yeah. You order them through your, uh, I guess you could use it from the machine if you don't have the app on your phone, but 
yeah, you use, you use, I use the phone app. There's 33 items on there, so it'll take you a total of seven days to get all of them because you can only order five at a time. But I got uh, I got the pipes, and you actually have to order two pipes for them to work. Oh. So if you just get one pipe, it doesn't go anywhere. Just off. You can just go in it, and it just comes back out. So you have to get two pipes. So I basically I got I put the pipe right next to my house to the left of my house, and then I put the other pipe in the back of the island, and I made a joke about oh, it. Secret beach. I made a joke of it about it on Twitter. I'm like, now I can now I can get to the beach quicker, so I can, you know, so I can know how much red has stood me up. You know, I get disappointed quicker now because because I because I have a short track to the back beach where he's supposed to be because red like never comes to my town ever. <laughs> oh, I hardly ever saw red. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, and even when I was playing like every day for a month, I still didn't see him. He still wasn't there for a whole fucking month. It's really annoying. So I just basically, you know, like I went to Jess's town and bought it, bought a painting there off of red because she plays it every day still. So she'll just tell me whenever he's there. Or, She'll buy me a painting if if there's not any other ones. And I actually sent you a painting, Jeremy. Whenever you play it again, you know, if you find it, I sent you one in the mail. Nice. I don't know. You. I don't know when you played it last, but it's been a while. Because because uh, I think Jess bought one for me, and I already had it. So I sent it to Jeremy because there was a higher chance of him actually playing the game. So yeah, sorry, John. <laughs> you didn't get it because I didn't think you'd. I didn't know when you'd turn it on again, if ever. So should, should Jeremy got the. Got I the, think you might be able to buy. You might be able to buy the painting now that you've had it. I mean, I, I already. I don't think you can. I, I, I don't think you, you can buy any of the paintings. You can't buy them back. Like it'll show them. It'll show them in your thing, but it'll say like uh, unavailable. I have or, two of a painting myself. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's not available. That it won't let you rebuy it. Well, or, I just got it twice through through red. Yeah. Oh, you just didn't remember that you had it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully it's not the one that you have two of already. The mob three? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the, the Mario stuff is in there. I got the – whenever you guys play again, you automatically get the wallpaper, the Mario wallpaper from Nintendo in the mail, even though you can buy it on the thing as well, but it, you'll, already, you'll already have it. It's the same thing. But there's uh, – a yeah, there's, I, I, bought, I bought, like, the first five things – today so i bought like the one up mushroom and the regular mushroom and the some of the blocks and stuff like that and i put the uh goal pole over over by my godzilla guy on the left side of the island <laughs> so i got some of that shit so gotta get find more space to put that on there but the warp is pretty cool i heard uh jess was saying she read she read something online where people have just been uh they were just gonna keep, keep take the pipe with you just put the pipe by your house and keep the pipe with you so yeah. whenever you want to go to your house, you just lay the pipe down and oh, go back. Nice. <laughs> I know I said lay the pipe in there. That's great, except you do have to go retrieve it still. But then you got to go back and get it. But but you can go back through the pipe and then get it. That's and, true. You know, whatever. So I figured I was just going to put it on the back of the, yeah, the secret beach in the back just because it's kind of a pain to go back there. So I can just go back there and get disappointed and come back really quickly in a couple seconds. <laughs> Yeah, still playing that. It's it's there. You guys can turn on your Animal Crossing and get your Nintendo items. They are there now. There are a couple other seasonal items in there too, like the I don't know how to pronounce this. The Hinanino. Uh, it's like this. Um, these levels with all these little dolls on them. It's like a Japanese thing. I think it's actually I think it's actually going away today. So no. So you can't get it. Well, if you get it, if you get it now, you can get it. This is your last chance. No, actually tomorrow. 
doesn't matter. This this will come out like days in the future, so this confuse everybody. I'll cut it. But there's also a three a three point one four pie pie that you can get if you want that. You know, like a pie with a little that's pretty cool pie shape on it. For anybody who remembers that shit from from math class, it's on there. But yeah, that's that's the Animal Crossing thing. Brings me back. It's kind of weird to see your town without snow on there if you've played if you played it at all in the winter, because all the snow just disappeared like a week ago. Oh, and it felt a little strange to walk around with no snow on the ground anymore. I'm like, wow, okay. All my snowmen are dead now. <laughs> they <laughs> officially dead. If they weren't, if they hadn't completely melted by now, they they are now. They're completely. Did you ever make perfect snowman? I made twenty of them. I made however many you had to for the achievement. I made one one time. Yeah, I made I made a bunch of them. I think I made more than that actually because I made a couple towards the end there. But yeah, that was what I played for in in December. As I made. A whole bunch of I made all the snowmen. I got all the different furnitures and all the DIYs, and and I got the achievement also the Nook Miles achievement for however many you had to make. I think it was like it was like sixteen or I don't know. It was quite a bit. So I made one every day until until I made one. So they get pretty easy to do once you figure out how to do it. But I do kind of miss I do kind of miss the snow. There's there's less to do in the game now. You can't like roll around the snowballs. But you got your Mario shit. So there you go. Uh, until March thirty first. I guess, yeah. It's only it's only for like a week or month. I mean, and it's going to take you a week to order them, so start start ordering them now. Like I said, because you can order only order five at a time, and you need to get two pipes before they're gone forever. Yeah, before, before they're gone till next year, or whenever whenever they bring them back. I'm not really. I, I don't really care that much about the outfits and stuff, like the Luigi and Mario outfits and shoes and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know if I'm really going to wear those that much. But they're they're all in there. Hopefully, all the I mean, stuff. It'd be fun to have on your. Uh, if you could set them up, you could set them up in the town or in your house or something. If you want to, you can do that. Uh, I played some of the Turok Two multiplayer, the free update, last week, like right after we stopped recording. And I was afraid that nobody would, like I I started it and there's nobody there. There's like no lobbies whatsoever, and I was like, oh okay, nobody even knows about this. They don't even care. So like I stopped, I I quit it and I played something else for a while, and then I came back. And then there were people in there, and I actually played some people online on Turok too, and it felt really, felt really weird. It's like, well, it's like here's the Switch system where you can go back in time and, you know, play play '90s uh, deathmatch on your on your Turok two game, which is really weird. It, it felt like a blast from the past, you know. And I was getting my ass kicked, and I ended up doing okay towards the end. But yeah, it feels like, I don't know, it feels like playing multiplayer on the '64, but virtually. Online. <laughs> Online, which the 64 never had that, so it's weird. It was a weird feeling. I was like, okay. So now Does between... Does it have some sort of way where you can like message everyone or say like pre-made phrases or something? Oh, no, there's no messaging. Okay. Just killing. That's the, the only way you can message is by shooting people. <laughs> you send the message of death. <laughs> and by the cerebral bore. You got to cerebral bore them to death, which I got hit by that thing a lot, but I did hit a few people with that as well, so... That's the the fun weapon of Turok Two. It's just it's just really weird that you can do that now, because as far as I know, there hasn't ever been an online multiplayer Turok game. Now they need to release Rage Wars and release the fixed ver- fixed version and just let you have just an online first person shooter Turok game. That'd be cool. But yeah, it's just weird. It was weird. It was fun to go around and kill people. We had it like you know it was like old school where it's like uh, twenty kills and then we changed the level and. 
You can actually set it up. You can actually cross-play it with PC people, too. So I just went wherever there was lobbies. I kind of just put it on everything just to find somebody playing. And I played this one guy for a while, and we were the only ones in there, but people would come in and out, you know, extra bodies for us to kill pretty much. Because <laughs> uh, he was the best player on there, and I was the second best, and we would just kill whoever was there or each other. But yeah, if you're looking for some uh, some '90s deathmatch stuff, go for that. I say between that and Star Wars Jedi Academy, you got you got everything covered for your old school first person shooter needs on the Switch. But uh, the big release of the week for me, of course, was uh, Bravely Default 2. It is out now. I played uh, just just to you know just to um, psych myself up for the game. I played some Bravely Default 1 on my 3DS. I broke out the old 3DS. Wow. Started playing some Bravely Default 1. And I still suck at it. I basically <laughs> tried to go to whatever level I was at and got my ass kicked pretty quickly. And the problem with those games is, like most you know RPGs, is if you don't really know what you're doing and you don't like build up your party correctly, you're going to be kind of fucked later if you're not paying attention. So... I think that's basically what happened to me. I basically didn't really give, didn't pay much attention until it got really hard, and then I got stuck, so I stopped playing it. And there's some weird, there's some weird jobs on there. Like one of my characters is dressed like a fox, has like a fox face. It's like purple fox face. It's weird. I don't know what, I don't know what that's. I think that's like a hunter or something. I just, I don't remember what any of the jobs mean. I don't remember which one I had, which ones I have. It's pretty cool because the original one, you could like. You could like use people like through the internet or whatever. You could you connect to the internet and use other people that are playing it to like you can have them bring them into your fight and they'll like fight for you for like one round. And my friend Jesse, different Jesse than you guys know, um, he has like his character was like at nine 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 nine, like all completely maxed out, like on levels. So if I brought him in, he did like ultimate damage. You can only do it one time, but it was still pretty cool that I was like, oh wow, he's uh completely maxed everything out on there. You can still bring in your friends, your uh, whatever 3DS friends, through the game and bring them in there and all that stuff. But it's uh, yeah, it it plays pretty much exactly how I how I thought it would be, and I just wanted to do it just to get myself familiar with the game. But Bravely Default Two came out last Friday, and uh, it's basically it's it's technically Bravely Default Three for anybody who's keeping score, because there were two Bravely Defaults on 3DS. But contrary, it really doesn't matter whether you play any of them or not. They're all, it's all Final Fantasy. It's all Final Fantasy to me, as I said at the beginning of the show, is it's all pretty much, if you, like, I had recently just played Final Fantasy 4 and 6 and 5 even at the beginning of last year. And if you're familiar with those games on Super Nintendo, this game operates pretty much exactly the same as those games. As far as battle mechanics and saving and all that goes. It's the same thing where you can only save, well, well now you can save in towns as well. But it's like you can save on towns and maps whenever you want. And if you're in a dungeon or like a pathway, there's like a specific save point that you can go to. But there's tents and stuff like that, just like in Final Fantasy on Super Nintendo, that you can use to fully refill your MP and your HP and all that stuff. So it's incredibly familiar for anybody who has been uh, defeated by the past nine Final Fantasies that were not like (laughs) the original Final Fantasies. I actually counted them out. There's like nine of them because 13 has three and they were all wrong. And there's also seven and 14 and 11 and all that other stuff. But yeah, for anybody who's looking for an actual turn-based game, that's cool. It's pretty great. I put almost like 10 hours into it already. I'm at like a nine and a half hours. So I mostly, I was mostly grinding actually, because that's a, like I said, focused grinding in this one, because what's so cool about this game is they just, they really give you free reign of everything. 
It's a it's basically like the first it's like the first Final Fantasy or like the third or the fifth one. But you know, on like steroids or on like supreme mode. Cuz you know, the original Final Fantasy you could pick whatever team you wanted based on whatever job, you know, you could do like a white mage, black mage, whatever. Uh you could do the same thing on this, but you know, you can change you basically you start off the game with only two jobs. You have a freelancer and black mage or what you start off with. And as you go through the game, you'll fight bosses who have who who are a specific job, and then you get that job ability from that boss. So I've only I've only beat the prologue, which that was the um, those was the monk boss. Actually, no, I got before that I got the uh, I got the white mage. Actually, there's a few that I've yeah I got the white mage, the vanguard, and the monk is is what I got. But the big major boss was monk. And uh, what I did is I made all of my characters white mages at the beginning, just so I could get healing abilities for everybody. Because there, there's your main job and there's your sub job, and main job is what you you know what you have, and you still get experience points, and you can get different levels with it. But if you put, but you can also put stuff on a sub job. So if you have, if you're like a level six black mage or whatever, and you make that your sub job, you can still use all of the black mage spells that you could when it was your main job. You just won't get you just won't get uh, experience points for it anymore. That, that's kind of how it works. But you also unlock these abilities that you can equip to your character. Where that will be there like all the time, so I, I kind of read I read a little bit of a starter's guide that somebody somebody posted on Twitter on the on the Nintendo account about this. Where if you basically if you max out your or your uh, freelance job at the very beginning at level twelve, you can basically get this ability that'll make it that'll make you get more experience points. So after I had after I had built up all my people as white as white mages, I just went back to freelance, and now I've just been trying to max out my freelance, and I have. I think all my characters are at level 9, and I think all the jobs stop at level 10. And it's cool because in the game it actually shows you like every every spell and every ability you get for every level. So it's not really, it doesn't really hide it from you. So you don't actually have to go online and find it. Like it's like here, it's like here it is, here's what you can do with this. So like it's very open and it's all about like you just fucking around with it. And I love, I love how all the, like I made all my characters white mages, but they all have, they all wear different outfits. Like every, there's a different outfit for every job for each character, so they really put a lot of uh, detail into it, and it's so like, uh, it's so stylish and fashionable. You know, it's like I was like, wow, these white mages look so much better than they did. <laughs> you know, it's not like the hoods and the cloaks that you've seen in like the other ones, or I guess hats. And oh, I guess they're sort of they're like the black mage hats, but they're all wearing like, you know, they're they're wearing like these uh, these like big uh, flashy hats and stuff like that, and ties and belts or whatever. And it's cool though. It's a uh, like I said, I highly, highly recommend it. It's uh, I know that a lot of people, the demo was incredibly tough, and I haven't really, I've died a couple times, but they have, for the most part, you have like a helper with you that kind of will attack as well and heal you on the way, especially at the beginning. You get this guy that comes around with you, and whenever one of your guys get killed, so it gets killed, he'll automatically bring you back to life to try to, to try to ease you into it. But it's... It's it's very very familiar with other with other RPGs like I was saying. It even has the triple triad in there as Jeremy as we just talked about in the Patreon in the game within a game episode. There's a card game, there's a card game hidden in there that's very much reminiscent of uh oh. triple triple triad triple triad and the card game from Final Fantasy 9 as well. I mean I don't know if you guys are familiar with the origin of the Bravely Default, but it's it actually came from Final Fantasy Four Warriors of Light, so it is a Final Fantasy game. They just decided to give it a different name for some reason, and the 3DS time, and they still call you the Warriors of Light, so they don't really hide that. Like it's it's in the script. Like the guy, actually, the main guy uh, 
one of the guys who helps you at the very beginning, he says, like, he's like, I used to be a warrior of light. Now you're the new warriors of light. And another thing that I really like about it is you only have four characters, and that's all you get. It's just four characters. So you don't have to worry about swapping in and out your characters and all that. That always kind of annoyed me where you had way too many characters than what you actually could use. Because then I was afraid that, you know, a lot of games, especially like Octopath Traveler, you know, they wouldn't like scale your, they wouldn't scale your experience points with everything or like they wouldn't auto gain. So if you needed a specific character and they were really low, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 did this too. You would have to just like grind that character like crazy to get them to whatever level you needed them to be to handle the thing. And that's always incredibly annoying. So I like that there's only four people. And I'll tell you right now that I like this game a hell of a lot more than I liked Octopath Traveler, which I didn't suffer with it as long as you did, Jeremy. You suffered with it for like a hundred hours. I yep. played I played it for about like maybe twenty hours, and I was like, I don't like this game, so I just stopped. <laughs> but uh, but this I like this game a lot better. Right at the beginning, you know, the your your party members they they're all they're all about talking to each other. They talk to each other constantly, so the. So the story is very much about interaction. It's not a bunch of individual stories that don't have anything to do with each other, but somehow work together like the other one. And plus, you can you can change the speed of the battle right off the bat. Like I thought the I thought the battles were incredibly slow in uh, Octopath Traveler. Like that was a, that was another thing that kind of bothered me about it. But this one, you can whenever you can change it. I think I have it at le- I have it at level three now. I have it at three times speed because that's not too fast, but it still feels like a pretty pretty brisk pace. And that's how I've been playing it. But yeah, it's still, it's everything you would expect, you know, it does the, you know, you do the, you do the brave, you know, you do the brave thing where you can attack multiple times in one round, but you, but you won't be able to attack for like the next like three or four rounds after that because you have to build it back. Or you can do the, or you can do the default where you just block and then you gain more points to use for more later. They kind of had that a little bit in Octopath, but this is the original, the OG system here for brave the default, so... But yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying it for for the ten hours. Do you have any questions about it, Jeremy? You guys haven't been saying anything. I know John's like uh, in the weeds over there because uh, what's the totally uh, lost? Yeah. How do you how do you feel about the art? Because I know the art was somewhat somewhat polarizing, especially like the character designs. Yeah, that, that's initially. Do you feel like you adjusted to it pretty quick? It doesn't really bother me that much anymore. I do think the character the character art's a little weird. It, it feels like they're kind of in a they're in an awkward position between like. You know, between 3DS graphics and HD graphics, like maybe the mm-hmm. art got a little messed up along the way. But I do like, I like the way the monsters look. There's this uh, company called like Claytech or something like that. So the monsters actually look like they're made of clay. They look like they're little, they look like they're little, like, um, you know, little creatures, like little toy creatures That's that you fight against. And there's like a texture to their skin, you know, so you feel like they're actual, actual real. And I, I like that. I like the way they look. And, yeah, it's just it's that same art style. It all goes back to the um to the remake of Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 3 on the 3DS. It's like that same sort of chibi like, you know, like the big head, like smaller body, like no feet, like uh sort of art style, kind of like what they had in uh Fire Emblem as well. It's it's like that same art style but just a little bit more cartoonified in the HD version and it is kind of a little weird at first, but I've gotten used to it. And there's a, I mean, they, they like, there's voices for, for all the cutscenes for the most part. There are these, uh, party chats that you can do in between missions, which is pretty much, I mean, if you're familiar with Tales of Symphonia mm-hmm. or any of those games, they do the same thing in that, where like you just, like while you optional dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. In between missions, you can just hit a button and then they'll just talk back and forth with each other. But it's not audio. It's, you have to read that. That, that's not recorded, but 
Yeah, it's, it's just extra. It's just extra dialogue. But I think I think everything's written really well, and I feel like the characters are all fully realized. And you know, there's a. I mean, the story is pretty basic as to where they're trying to find. You know, they're trying to find the crystals, the main crystals which you would search for in any of the Super Nintendo Final Fantasy games. So that's basically what it is. You start off as a. Uh, there's well, you you start off with getting involved in this story with this princess where she has the wind crystal. And you end up use, losing the wind crystal in the very beginning of the game. So she has that one, and all the other ones are already gone. So it's all it's, shit's already gone bad in in the world, and you're just trying to you're trying to retrieve all of the crystals, that type of thing. But from what I heard, like the story takes a takes an interesting turn towards the end, and it is a satisfying ending. But it's great. I mean, like I said, it involves a whole lot of grinding, but it's more focused grinding. Like you know exactly what you're doing. So mm-hmm. that's what I. That's mostly what I've been doing with it. I haven't really, I haven't gotten to the second big boss yet because I'm kind of afraid to because he just destroyed me in the demo. I'm already at the bard guy that was in the demo that that kicked my ass on stream. So I've just been, but I've just been fucking around and doing all the uh, side missions, you know, because you get you get a lot of extra stuff in there. Oh yeah, and there's also the sale mode as they call it, where you can basically it's it's kind of similar to what Bravely Default One had, where like you could. You know, stuff would happen when you're not playing the game, where it had, like, the town that would do stuff for you. And you, you go, you find this lady, She's you see her pretty early in the game, in the first village. And she's like, hey, I got this old, you know, can you go find this old boat for me, or whatever. And you go to the, she basically takes you to the beach, and she's like, here's here's my old boat, you can use it whenever you want. And you'll find her in, in every town, and you just basically go talk to her and say, start exploring. And then you can just leave the game, like you put the game in sleep mode, like mine's doing it right now. And it'll basically, it's kind of like an online mode, where it'll go and interact with other people who are also in the sleep mode, and you'll gain more items from it. And you'll actually get a bunch of experience orbs. So you can get you can get a, a bunch of experience orbs and uh, these um, booster buns, or whatever they're called, they... Uh, they basically like raise up your HP level and like uh, your your speed and and all this other shit. So you can so you can do this in the meantime and get stuff to to build on your characters. And I actually got a bunch of of uh, experience orbs and uh, job point orbs, so I was able to make my guys higher level than they should be at that point. And it's cool. It's like you can do it for a total of like twelve hours at once. So, but you can just yeah, you could just turn the game off and the game just plays for you. And then you come back and you know. Turn it, click uh, stop exploring, and it'll just go through the list of what you did. It'll be like, you met this person. Most of the names are in Japanese, so I don't, I can't really read them. But it's like, you met this person. You gave you this. You found this treasure. You got this, and and you'll just get a whole bunch of stuff for not playing. That's always cool when they add stuff like that. So basically, something you want to like start right before you go to bed, or when you're going to put the game down for the end of the day. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I do. Whenever I'm done playing it, or like right now, I knew I wasn't going to play it for a bit, so I just. Yeah, I save and then I go and see that lady and I just go to start exploring and then I just put it on sleep and then I just let it do its thing. And then whenever I want to play it again a few hours later, I'll turn it back on and see whatever I got. And it's just it's just free items and free money and stuff like that. So it really helps you out from the beginning. So that's something you should definitely do from the start for anybody who has it and hasn't hasn't figured that out yet. But yeah, I mean it's uh it is the uh it's probably the ultimate uh turn based old school RPG game on the Switch and it's a welcome addition to it as well. And I like I said, I already like it a lot more than Octopath. And Do you feel like this the systems are pretty easy to grasp? Like it doesn't get really complicated 
Uh, not not so far. I mean, the the main the main question is like, you know, when do you brave or when do you default? I guess, which mm-hmm. I mostly just, I just like brave the whole time. I just do like you know where I attack more than one time, unless it's like unless you have a lot of people there that you're fighting against and maybe you want to do as many, not as many. You can kind of like stagger it where like one person will attack twice and the next like third and then one person once. So like it won't be everybody at once isn't isn't able to do stuff. But I found starting off getting getting fairly high levels in the white mage department on everybody really helped me a lot because then everybody can do uh, can do revive and like uh, cura and stuff like that right off the bat. So having having everybody able to do that that really helped. So you don't have to worry about having phoenix downs and stuff like that. But you know it, it wants you to go it wants you to go and buy a bunch of stuff and just like go around and you know and grind. But it feels. I don't know. It feels like I know what I'm doing as far as the grinding goes. And I know what's going to happen in the future. It'll be like, okay, I'll be trying for this level. Like, I'm going to try to get to level 12 on Freelancer, and then I'll switch it to another thing. One thing I noticed when I was trying to fight the monk is uh, you have to make sure you have to make sure that you have black magic offense available. You always want to have uh, black magic offensive attacks, because basically on the monk, every physical attack that I did against against the monk... Uh, he would he would pretty much retaliate like seventy five percent of the time. So I would basically hit him and he hit back. But if you would hit him with magic, he wouldn't do it. That was the only thing he wouldn't retaliate against. So I was kind of fucked because only one of my characters knew black magic. But if I had more, then I could would have been able to hit him harder because everybody I had was all had physical attacks and he would re, and he would attack back on all of them. And I kind of got my ass handed to me. But thankfully, I had that dude with me who was just would just revive everybody. But I didn't feel like I did that good on that on that one. So you know, it's best it's all about just trying to keep your characters rounded and stuff like that. You know, have different how you know you know, like the like the way I play most RPGs is try to figure out how to get the how to get the strongest attacks as soon as you can and you know, use those for the most part. Like I forget for that one there was this one attack in Dragon Quest Eleven that I found that just basically killed everybody. I forget what it was. It was uh, the main guy and the and the night guy could do it, but it ended up being like the win button. I would just use it over and over again, and it would destroy every boss to a point. But it was most of them. Like it was like one of those things where I was like, this should not be that effective. And I would do the and I would do the double the double damage on it and and all that stuff. But but yeah, no, I, I don't think it's overly complicated. I think it's like I said, it reminds me a lot of like Final Fantasy three and Final Fantasy five. Like those, like those type of games, or like Dragon Quest Three, you know, where it's all based around uh, jobs and stuff. And I definitely highly recommend it for anybody who's looking for a solid RPG. It's pretty cool because I, you know, I was playing this and Xenoblade Chronicles Two, which I didn't beat, beat Xenoblade, but I don't want to. I mean, I realized that I didn't really want to try to rush through it anyway. I'm, I'm at like chapter eight, and I think there's t- ten chapters, and I got to the point where it's gotten like full. It's gone like it's gone like full on dystopia post apocalyptic world, which I love that stuff. So I was more interested in that story. So I've kind of been bouncing in between them, and I'm like, I have this uh, have these riches of RPG ness on the Switch right now between these two games, and not to mention the and then I have the E7 on PSP also, which I was going to play after this on stream. So lots of good stuff for me to play on there, and I and from what I heard, it's only sixty hours. So I'll probably still end up spending a hundred hours on it, but it's just nice that it's not as long as i don't know a lot of those a lot of those rpgs are kind of scary when they're like oh yeah this one's over 100 hours as much as i loved playing xenoblade chronicles for 100 hours it is still kind of scary thinking about it from the very beginning that it's like oh it's gonna take how long to do this 
but yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Well, this week I've mostly been just playing games I already have. I wanted to finish up Bowser's Fury and uh, was definitely compelled to just keep going back to it. I wanted to keep playing it, so it was really easy to do, but I got all 100 of the cat shines. And there is a couple, like towards the end, they got kind of tough because they were like collection based. And uh, those ones can be a little tougher if you don't know where all the items are. But I managed to get all the way through it without consulting any sort of online guide. So pretty proud of that. The games, it's really easy, but it still was kind of nice that I did it without having, you know, I never got stuck. So I just wish there was more. This game's like, I was thinking in my head today, like in a strange way, I would almost compare it to like Portal. Because when you got the orange box, it had like Half-Life games people had already played. And then it had this new game, Portal, which was so good, but it was so short. Yeah. And and for years, people were just like, Portal was the best part of that collection. And like, when are we getting more of that? So in a way, I kind of hope that we get another Bowser's Fury you want or Bow- something yeah. like it. You want Bowser's Fury too, pretty much? Yeah. yeah. Something that maybe will just stay in that whatever that is, is its own thing. It doesn't have to be the new Mario necessarily. It's just, I would be fine if it was just a a much bigger map with a lot more levels and took like twice as long to beat it. Or if maybe there was different bosses, different giant bosses besides just the Bowser that kept kept coming back, but really fun. I I could also see that being really fun if they ever added multiplayer. Cause if you could be like giant Kaiju Mario and Kaiju Luigi and And fight each other, fight each other. Yeah, that'd be great. It could be pretty cool. And online, yeah. It would be cool if they had big interconnected levels also. You know, like have like what they have now, but then a bunch of other ones. But they're all, yeah. there's like an open open world that connects them all. But then there's warps, of course, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, everything about cool. the, the way this open world is, is so nice because everything's so persistent. Like maybe not, you know, you're not changing the world and it stays changed. Not necessarily in that regard, but um, if you collect an item, you know, if you have to collect five of something to get, a cat shine on an island you collect three of those things and you leave you go to do something else on another island when you come back you've still got all the the stuff you've collected so far and even if you collect a, a coin and then immediately fall into the lava and die you still get to keep it so it's got a, a nice persistence to it that i really like and that probably was a, a big reason why i was able to stick it out and get all 100 because some like i said some of them get pretty hairy at the end but it's worth it to get them all it's well maybe not but it's still cool it's worth it for the fun you know yeah it's worth it for the fun i've been playing 3d world as well i just got to world five today so i figured i'd just try to get to the end of it and then go back and collect all the green stars and kind of pick up where i left off on the wii u version because i've got i think i'm up to like world six and have all the green stars on the wii u version so i'm not quite there yet but you have, you have to get well you also if you want to get all the extra levels you have to get all the green stars and you have to get the top of all of the all of the goal poles and you oh, also have right. and you also have to get all the stamps as well in the original yeah. one to get and there's even an extra thing well you, thankfully you don't have to do it to unlock the levels but if you get to the top of the pole with all of the different characters there's another you get like a differently colored star on the level oh which i thought that was i was like there's no way i'm doing that but you can nope. but you can do that too. But I did go through there and get everything. And that final, the final level is basically you know those levels where there's like a whole bunch of mini levels where it's one star per section. Yeah, that's basically what it is. The final level is like a hundred like that, and there's no checkpoints, and it's really annoying. 
and it's just and it's just like level after level after level and yeah there's there's like 30 of them and you have to start at the beginning every time you die so i never beat it i didn't didn't have the patience like the for it cave of trials or whatever in zelda kind of and there was sort of yeah. something like that in thousand year door as well mm-hmm. do you remember that where you had to like play the guy there was like a hundred you'd like fight one after another mm-hmm. after another yeah, it's it's irritating. Well, it also that one, you know, the infamous star that I could never beat on Super Mario Galaxy two, the one where you know you go through this series of stuff and you can't get hit at all, and if you do, you you have to start at the beginning. It always kills me that I can never beat that, but I've never seen it done, so I don't believe it's possible. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, besides Bowser's Fury, I haven't really been playing a lot of other stuff this week. I played Tetris ninety nine the other day got fourth place again oh, i guess i don't i don't know if i mentioned it last week that, that i had gotten fourth place so i've done that twice recently but still can't break that top two i've only done that the one time and then definitely want to get that maximus one of these days so i can change my badge and let everyone know that i won once the uh there's in case we forget about it there's an event coming up this weekend about about tetris 99 there's a bowser's fury event Ooh, nice! So, Very appropriate. So that'll be cool. I'll definitely play. De- I'm definitely doing that as well. I'm playing that because I got to get those. Uh, got to get those themes, man. That's what that's what keeps bringing me back. The fucking themes. Shauna and I might stream that this weekend. Yeah, I was going to try to set up the Twitch in the living room. See how see how that goes. Sure, you should. Um, then we could take turns with it. But uh, yeah, so Tetris ninety nine is definitely going to get some more play this week. Uh, of course, I've been playing Donkey Kong. Yeah uh still little nightmares yeah yeah oh yeah we're we're on gorilla mode on both games oh I, I figured you'd be tired of all the songs by now oh definitely sick of the songs but because there's not that play. many on there <laughs> we don't play as long you know for as long of sessions now but we still play most days um little nightmares i got past the part i was stuck on and then got stuck on the next part so do you haven't made much <laughs> progress but but you like it enough that you keep going back to it right it's not like annoying yeah, I just got to play it during the day. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's too scary. Yeah, it creeps me out. <laughs> got to play it with all it's the lights on. Man, that may, that the janitor character is so creepy. Yeah, so unsettling. I don't, uh, know, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but Little Nightmares Two has a demo. So, oh, I didn't know that. If you want to play Little Nightmares Two, there's a free demo for it. I downloaded it, but I never got around to playing it. But I, I do have a demo it. called Little Little Nightmares. No, it's just a demo for Little Nightmares <laughs> okay. Two. That would be the prequel to Little Nightmares. One would be Mini Nightmares. The little, little Little Nightmares. I, I basically figured if I liked Little Nightmares enough to finish it, I would get the sequel. Sure. But I'll but, try the demo first. But you can always mess around with it if you're interested to see what the second one would be like. Do it for free. Let's see what else this week. I, uh, I talked about it last week, but I got the second a shot of the vaccine and I felt fine last week when we, when we recorded, I had actually had it earlier that at that afternoon was feeling fine. Ended up staying up kind of late that night. Cause we, we recorded pretty late and then I stayed up for another hour or two playing some games afterwards and went to bed and woke up and just felt like garbage, like absolute garbage. <laughs> so I'm one of those people, I guess it's kind of rare, but that reacts really strongly to the second, dose and i just had like a crazy headache it was like borderline migraine and my arm hurt a lot where i had had the injection so i actually had to not play ring fit for a few days which i hated but i was like well this is 
pretty good excuse, I guess, because I couldn't you miss really it? do the stretches and stuff. You miss it immensely. I did miss it. I really did. I thought about trying to do it the second day, and because see, like the fir- the day I felt crappy, I called into work, and it basically took me all day to like start feeling better. And then as I started feeling better, the headache came back at the end of the night, and I ended up going to bed really early. But by the next day, I was fine and able to return to work and stuff. So it was definitely worth it. But because of that, I missed Ring Fit. So I just wanted to say I'm back on it. I've played it the past couple of days. Uh, let's see. Today, today was the second day I, I came back to it. So I took Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. I took four days off. It was really easy to do that. It's really easy to keep skipping it once you start skipping it. So be careful, guys. If you're trying to play it every day like I am. Mm-hmm. Link to the Past. Love that game. Playing start, it. start playing it again after we after we talk to it. Talk to it. Yeah, talked about I'm, it a few times. Yeah, in the Dark World. Uh, working my way through that. So I'll probably beat that in the next week or two. I've been playing a little bit of Ocarina as well. Just like playing around on the Wii U. Uh, Say on the Wii U, right? Yeah. And speaking of which, I thought I'd list. We went to Disc Replay today. And I finally spent some of my Christmas slash, well, birthday gift certificates oh yeah I, yeah I, I use those up today i got um, a bunch of those so i said music games for life for a reason because we bought a few more music games and of course we bought the obligatory couple of shooting games and we just did this a couple hours ago so i haven't really had a chance to play them yet but i did write down what everything was here so i got um Mario Dance Mix for the GameCube. I don't know if you remember, I bought it DDR a couple Mario of years Mix. ago. Yeah, yeah, I bought it a couple of years yeah. ago because I've had the dance pad, but I didn't have the game anymore. And I bought the game off eBay, I want to say at least three years ago. And I didn't even try to play it. I just was like, hey, I have this. And I didn't even like give it a try. And then I want to say it was like a year maybe ago, maybe a little bit before the pandemic stuff started. I finally got the game out to try to play it, and it just didn't work. But it had been so long since I bought the game, I couldn't like return it. So I think I remember I you talking about this on the show. Yeah. Well, I bought another copy of it, and I haven't had a chance to test it out yet. But mm. I bought a copy of it today at uh, Disc Replay. It was only like eight bucks, so I thought that, that was a pretty good deal. It's probably less without the mat, right? Like if you just have the game, right? It's, it's just the disc. Yeah, completely just the disc. Not so. even a case. There, there right. was there was some sort of. Do you remember what happened with that, John? Didn't you like get it for me and then I lost it and I couldn't find it again or something like that? Something happened with Mar- with Mario Mix for me. I don't remember what exactly it was. Something I remember that I got it for you, but you don't have it anymore, huh? I think I still have it. I think I have it now, but I think I had to rebuy it or I don't remember what happened. Some reason I I lost it or it or it broke or because there was some sort of problem with it because they discontinued it for a while, but then it but then it got started again, so I don't remember what exactly happened with it, but I'm pretty sure I have it now somewhere. But yeah, it might have been that I just couldn't. I don't know. I don't remember how it exactly happened, but I do remember you getting it for me at one point. So, well, we we've got our fingers crossed for this place, the next place we're hoping to move. And the way that the living room is laid out, there's a lot of room. So there's definitely room for some DDR in there. There's definitely room for just to like to have some fun with some music games. So we also got. I bought Guitar Hero for the Wii. They had it there, so that was what I—that was the big thing I bought. Guitar Hero Three certificates I had. Yeah, I thought you had mm-hmm. Guitar Hero Three. I used to, but I gave it away. Oh, okay. To my family because I wasn't playing anymore, and I gave it to them. And then probably about I'd say a couple of months ago, I started looking on eBay trying to find it 
and it looked like it was trending around 40 or 50 bucks for the, the game and the, the guitar. Nice. And then I saw it for 30 like today half. at disc replay. So I, I grabbed it. Yeah. I remember, I mean, you lent that to me for like a month mm-hmm. or something, like when I was going through a breakup and it was, that was, it, it helped me out a lot. Guitar Hero 3 did. Get <laughs> on Wii. <laughs> you let me your copy of it. Yeah. It's that. cool. It's uh, yeah, the on tour or something like that is what it's called, but it's pretty cool. I, uh, can't get it to work right. I mean, I that's the only game I've tried of the stuff we bought today. And what for whatever reason with the HD TV, I'm having trouble playing it. So I got to figure out how to calibrate the lag or potentially go not through the HD signal. That might help, you know, if I just go into the uh, normal component plugs that are on the back of the TV. Because I have an old enough HD TV that it actually still has those old plugs on it so. oh yeah then maybe that'll help the lag yeah i'm gonna try it i'm hoping it's gonna work um if you if you got world tour that's the fourth one by the way that's guitar hero 4. or no it's not world tour it's uh legends of rock or something yeah like that's, that. that's that's the third that's one yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so pretty excited to play some guitar hero i've been thinking about it a lot lately and wanting to see if i still have what it takes to shred in the uh in some of the metal songs <laughs> so uh, you, let's you, hope I can get this, the the stuff back in shape. You, you might Seems like you're on a kick of getting all the the music games with peripherals. Yep. I am. Next it's, thing you know, your living room will be filled with plastic instruments. I hope that. I hope not. <laughs> Although I did just bring up the fact that I have a we're gonna have a big living room. So are you that guys? Is the thing I said. Are you guys leaving soon or moving soon? Well, we're hoping we get this place that we looked at last week, and yeah, we would be moving in July or August. So, oh wow! You know, it'll be a year of being here. Just, yeah, we'll be through the lease. We moved here July fifteenth, so it's been almost eight months now. So it's almost time to move again. Yikes! Yeah. Let's see what kept, else I got from disc replay. Should have kept everything in boxes. <laughs> I did. <laughs> should have kept it all in containers and didn't unpack it. I kept a lot of stuff in boxes, so it won't be quite as much. But yeah, moving the furniture—that's going to be the 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 sucky part um we also got a game called dancing with the stars we dance but not we not like w-i-i yeah we dance i'm sure that but it is for the yeah. we yeah, i'm sure that was terrible i'm sure it's gonna be terrible but yeah. it was like two bucks and really. we might as well buy it and see like how it is how this how you dance with the stars do you use the mat for it or is it or it's just or is it just no it's it? it says the um, Controller with nunchucks. So somehow those two things together, I'm going to end up, maybe I'm going to like hold it and then like dip it down. And <laughs> it's probably just, you just, fancy. you just shake it and and you win. You could like Do tie it. Tango. You could tie it to your cats and chase them through the house and they'll get gold, gold uh, trophies for everything. Yeah. I don't have high hopes for it, but I mean, what if it turns out to be amazing? You never know until you try to play it. I think um, it'll at least be funny. At least I bought be a game way, that, be worth the two dollars. I bought a game that I think I remember hearing was pretty bad, but I bought it anyway because it was two bucks. Tony Hawk Proving Grounds. Oh wow! Okay, that's Is it like bad? it's like Tony Hawk Eight or something. Yeah, it's on the Wii. Yeah, I don't know. I never played it. I didn't okay. play it because I guess by the I think by the time it came out, I had already gotten a PS3 and I had moved on from the Wii. But, I thought I remember hearing that it was really bad, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear anything good about it. Oh no! It, the proving ground was nine, I guess, because Project Eight was the one that didn't come to Wii that I didn't play, and I did, but I didn't play Proving Ground either, so I don't know. Proving Ground, I think you're you like create a character and then 
go through it, but that probably wasn't even new at that point. Yeah, you do that in Underground and Underground 1 and 2 also. And you could Which create a character in 3, and <laughs> Tony Hawk 3 also. That's so. true. That was when that first started. I know, I think, so, no, I guess maybe. I was like, I thought you could do it in 2 maybe, but maybe not. We'll see, though. I'm just getting hype for Tony Hawk coming out on the Switch soonish. Yeah, whenever hopefully. that comes out. Yeah, whenever that happens. Uh, got a couple of hunting games, obligatory hunting games. Uh, we haven't tried these yet, but we got Cabela's Dangerous Hunts 2011 for the Wii. And we got Wild Earth African Safari for the Wii. So going to probably shoot some more zebras, some lions, some stuff that's endangered, hopefully. But virtually, we're not really going to do that. I don't expect these games to be very good because... Because they never are. There's only a couple <laughs> of hunting games that have been good so far, and they've been all all made by the same brand. So That's the Remington games. For whatever reason, they make the best hunting games, as far as I can tell. Point-and-shoot games. Um, and then one last game I got was a game I've actually had my eyes on for a while, and these games have been out for a long time. I think they started out on the DS, the original DS, the Puzzle Quest games. Oh, yeah. I got yeah. a game called Puzzle Kingdom's Puzzle Quest. I have one. On I think I have one of them. I have like whatever the first one was on DS. Yeah, this is supposed to be a traditional or somewhat traditional turn-based RPG with the Puzzle Quest element on it. I don't know. From what I, it's probably yeah. whatever it was on the DS, just on the Wii. From what I played, I it wasn't those web games. Then they were adapted to DS, but I think the computers where it first became popular. Yeah, I thought it was a mobile game or something, maybe before okay. the DS, but I guess there wasn't really, in the DS time, there really wasn't, mobile wasn't that much of a thing, because they weren't doing Not here. It, it was like uh, the beginning of, I mean, it had to have been like the beginning of the iPhone even, around then, of the iPhone Mobile was gaming was a lot more popular like in Asia than it was here for yeah. many years on the on the older phones. That's why they got like the Final Fantasy like, fo- the Final Fantasy 4 phone games and stuff, mm-hmm. and we didn't even know what those were. That was my disc replay hauls, so all in all, I ended up only having to spend like I think like eleven bucks of my own money, and then the rest of it was covered by gift certificates. So I thought that was pretty cool, especially getting to have Guitar Hero three and a working copy. Hopefully, I haven't tried it yet, but a working copy, hopefully, of Mario Dance Mix, a puzzle game. Because why not? Why not get a puzzle game? And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me this week. Nice. Well, and Hitman, I crossed two hundred hours this week. Yeah, and I'm just continually amazed by the amount of content in that game. That that 200 hours has been spent primarily on the main missions. Like, there's also side missions that you can do on on each level. They'll have like a different name and a different scenario, sort of a different setup within the same level. So, and there's probably some some of them only have like two, and others I think the most have have five. And I've really not touched those. I say, I say that just to express again how much content there is in the game. After 200 hours, I've pretty much left those untouched, and I'll have to come back and get at those. So lots for me to do still. Expect a lot more on Hitman for me. And other than that, I've been packing up because I'm moving. I'm moving to Michigan, and I'm going to be closer to family. Uh, so that'll be great. I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually going to get a pod, and that's coming tomorrow. So all my stuff is currently packed up. You're gonna get you're gonna get a new pod. You already have a pod. Your your pod is this pod. You got the Nintendo That's, main. This pod. is the pod. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You get a, you get a new pod. Extra. So pod. you're getting like a you're getting like a pod <laughs> to put your stuff in, and then you're gonna cast it like across the country, right? That's right. I'm doing a podcast, nationwide podcast. That's right. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, all my games are packed up, uh, and I'm gonna be without them for two weeks. 
So I'll be playing in handheld mode exclusively. Indefinitely. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, for the next two weeks. Hopefully, How are you are you going to be able to keep playing Hitman, or yes, are you going to have internet? Until you're going to have internet still. So. Yeah, I'm going to wait till the last day to cancel my internet. So primarily for that reason. Yeah, I mean, what else? What else would you do in the meantime? Does is your signal? Well, I say your signal isn't strong enough for you to play it out by the pod, right? When you're on Pod Watch, a handheld. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't want to bring my Switch outside anyway. It's just like too nice and a nice big screen, and you know, I, I don't like I don't like taking my Switch on the go. I like to keep it in the house. You don't. You don't want to bring it. You don't yeah. want to bring it out in the world. I mean, I wouldn't really like. I, I wasn't really. You know, I, I didn't really go out to bars that much. But I, I would never like take my switch to a bar or something like that. I always felt that, right. was, that would be weird. I did I would, a couple would, of times, but it was like if I knew I was only going to be there for a little bit, yeah. I'd bring it and play Pokemon and have a couple beers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it personally. I wouldn't bring it out to the. But I never. I mean, I didn't even bring. I never brought my 3ds to a bar or anything either. You know. It was, Unless I was working there, like working the door or something, but I, I rather I, I rarely brought any of my stuff out anywhere. Like not even like my iPad or there. There was actually one time that I that I brought my PSP to a bar because I didn't have internet at, at my house and I wanted to download Final Fantasy V because it was free through PlayStation Plus and we didn't have internet, so I went to a bar and used their internet to download uh, Final Fantasy V on my PSP. That's uh, pretty... That's that's how I was at that time. You know, you get an idea of, of what my lifestyle was like. It's like taking a <laughs> drink to go, but... Yeah. <laughs> going, going to a bar to download a game, because you have no internet. I've done that back in the day. I'd do that. I'd go to the uh, bus station here in town, because they've just got a big old area you can just sit in and relax, like a big old lounge, and everybody's welcome to do it. It's city building so just go there and get on my laptop and it was great i used to do that at the uh you do it at the laundromat too like go do your laundry and connect to the wi-fi there and download shit on their wi-fi (laughs) and if you if you don't your internet's not working or like the or like the baskin robbins dunkin donuts they had they had free wi-fi there too Right, right, ne- right next to the to the laundry. So that's what I was doing when I was being classy. Well, if that's what we've been playing, we could just take a break and then come back and talk about the Pokemon Direct. All right, Sounds all right, cool. We're right back. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. 
that's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa! 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 He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Ah! Ah! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! break here let's just go over some quick release stuff before we get into the direct harvest moon it's actually out now harvest moon one world is out is out on switch i'm sure your brother's very excited jeremy oh yeah if even from what i hear he just works all the time i don't know if he has a switch either oh really he texted us a couple times about having a show for harvest moon which you know there's still a possibility in the future i haven't played i mean i haven't played a harvest moon game the last one that i got was the game boy advance one on switch or on not on switch on the original switch on the wii u (laughs) so that's the last time i played it just because i really wanted to play the 64 one again and the 64 one was kind of expensive but the game boy advance one is very similar so i could i could basically get the 64 one for 60 dollars or i could get the game boy advance one for like seven dollars so i went for that that was the last time i played one of those but yeah there it is it's out uh that nosia game which i think was on a direct Probably a direct mini that's coming out this week, too. And I don't remember if it was on a direct before or not, but this game, Sea of Solitude, I don't know if you've watched the trailers for it, but it looks really fucking cool. It looks like a, it looks like a, almost like a platformer, like in a, I don't know, with a really cool art style, like a 3D platformer somewhat. I feel like I'd heard about it before. It's Sea of Solitude Director's Edition or Director's Cut or whatever. So they already had one before, but it's, I guess this lady is getting chased by these, they're like, they're like manifestations of her own fears, like in the form of, uh, ocean monsters and stuff like that. It looked really cool from what I, from what I saw in the trailer. It's like 1999. It's coming out this week. I, I don't know if I'll be, I don't know if I'll be able to get it at this, at this point with my, uh, income, but I still thought it looked really neat out of all the stuff that's coming out this week. I was like, yeah. So that's, those, those were, I thought were the good, were the good ones this week. Also, um, Wrestling Am- Wrestling Empire is on sale. Well, it won't be on sale when this episode is up, but it's on sale again for fourteen ninety nine. I know you said you really wanted it, Jeremy. It's, yeah, it's I kind of to- want to support the de- the developer too, so I should get it. Well, it's also in its sixth update. They've updated it multiple times. So, and the guys already work working on a seventh update. That's more updates than Mario Party ever got. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's way way more into it than Nintendo has ever been on any other. Well, some of their stuff, I guess, but. It's just amazing the how much time he puts into it. I, I really appreciate it. And if you follow him on Twitter, he like breaks down all of all of the updates and stuff like that. I played around with it a little bit just to try to figure out what was different. And I couldn't really tell from my end, but apparently some stuff has been tweaked and 
there's like less uh, less people's body parts going into other people and stuff like that. Less clipping and I know I know he's always adding new new moves on every patch, so that's a big thing. It's like adding new more and more wrestling moves, so that's pretty rad. Uh, I found out that I actually predicted last last week when I was talking about the price of Famicom Detective, whatever it is. It's actually going to be where you can buy both of them for sixty dollars. That's what I predicted because they're like thirty four ninety nine each. It's basically going to be if you buy one, you get the second one for ten dollars off. So that'll equal out to be sixty dollars. So that'll be the way to do it. Do you have to buy them at the same time? Do you know? I don't know. I mean, I found it on Twitter, and I didn't see any. I didn't see any evidence of it on the eShop yet because I looked in there to see if it would tell you that because you can preload them now, but I didn't see anything of that. But it just said that yeah, if you buy one, you get a discount on another. They've they've done this before on on other on other games. I don't think Nintendo directly has, but other companies have. There's been a lot of times where I bought like one game from an indie company and then I got some other for free just because I bought the one, or you get a discount because of one one thing. So I feel like they did a similar thing. Didn't they do something like that with uh? With uh, Bayonetta one and two, or maybe that was the Wii on the Wii U where they did that, where you bought one and then you got a discount off the other. Something yeah, like that. Well, you buy both. I bought. I think I bought both for sixty. Is what it was because yeah, it was like forty and twenty. So I don't know if it was a discount, but oh okay, or maybe it was. Maybe was Bayonetta two fifty when it came out? Because I think you bought I, it independently. I might have gotten confused with the Wii U release, but I remember at one point. There was like where they were both more expensive, but if you bought them together, it'd be cheaper. Like if you bought them both separately, they would be more expensive, you know. And it was like a thing where you get one and you get a discount off the other. Might have been, might have been on Wii U because I bought that one. I bought the disc, so it came with the. Uh, I got the two discs in it, which is cool. I had the Bayonetta one and two disc. That's way better than the Switch with the uh, download code for yeah. the first one. Yeah, I, I bought it on Wii U, so it actually came with two discs, which I was like, oh, that's neat. So, and it might be worth something. I don't know. Maybe like thirty dollars instead of five dollars, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm sure it's worth more than that. But uh, yeah. Also, I, I saw Star Wars Republic Commando has a has a price now at fourteen ninety nine, which is great. That's my favorite price for for anything. So fifteen bucks, I'm definitely getting that game. Oh, also, Apex Legends comes out next week. There's a new trailer like explaining some of the Nintendo stuff. I think from what I read, you get like thirty free levels. Did you see that? Do you get do you get to level up like thirty times? And there's also yeah, like a yeah. specific skin for Switch only. There's like a Switch skin. And I guess you get maybe in the 30 level set, there was supposed to be like a expedited like a experience level where you can like experience gain experience quicker on the Switch. I'm going to play it for sure next Tuesday on stream. So we'll see how it goes. It's the next evolution of the Battle Royale genre. <laughs> I mean, it's free to play. People like it. I don't know. I'll play it. I'll play it on stream. I hope I'm not too bad, or I hope it doesn't take that long to figure out is the only thing. Because the last thing you want is like, you know, like an hour of you uh, just running around being like, I don't know what to do. Oh, the comment section will let you know. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's actually watching you. Also, uh, Conqueror's Anniversary is coming up soon, too, so I was going to stream that. Starting the Bad Fur Day? Yeah. Wow. I was, was going to see if I could crank it out this week between like Thursday and Saturday, if I could just make it through the whole thing. I don't remember being that long. so It's I, not. It's got some kind of tough parts, but I don't remember it being really long. Yeah, I remember there being really annoying parts, but I played through it so many times when I was in college that maybe I can, maybe I'll be able to get through it again. I don't know. It'll be fun regardless, so check it out on the Twitch. But yeah, I think that's I think that's it, really, that I wanted to say aside from the Pokemon Direct. But yeah, there, there was a Pokemon Direct, a 20-minute one, in between our episodes uh, last week and now, and I thought it was great. 
I was watching it, Justin, I actually watched it twice. I watched it again today just to refresh myself before we did it. But I watched it with Jess both times. And uh, the first time, she's, she was getting a little misty-eyed over the Pokemon montage there. That but, montage was great. Where they showed you basically... It was kind of annoying. Really everything. It was kind kind of annoying also because it showed you all the things that you missed out on if you, uh-huh. if you lived here and didn't live in Japan. I was like, the, I, uh, I was like, mobile never, adapter. Yeah, I was like, I never saw that thing. Oh yeah, where it connected it to the cell phone and and also like, do you remember those mini Pokemon Game Boys? I don't remember yeah. ever seeing those. I they they were those. here. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, they I would come with them. like they had little cartridges too. Yeah, they, they was like a little tiny like Tamagotchi almost level mm-hmm. thing. And you put the little cartridges in them, and I don't remember seeing them at all. But I mean, there was there's a big like uh, there's a dark space of Pokemon for me between like Ruby and Sapphire and and Black and White, where I just didn't do anything. I was done with it. I was done with it after Ruby and Sapphire, and I just didn't pay attention to any of this stuff. I remember seeing them at Toys R Us. Yeah, so like in, in the in the clearance bin. Maybe no, there was like a whole wall of like those LCD type games and the tamadachis and neopets and stuff all around that time yeah but it was uh yeah it was easy to have some feels for it even uh even if you don't like did you at least appreciate it somewhat john from watching the, the little montage there at the beginning of all the pokemon yeah it was well done and i mean it seems like they went to great detail to include absolutely everything pokemon from the movies and the cards and the in the shows. TV shows, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was that was cool. As as someone who is a fan of other pop culture things, I, you know, you could plug in any other Nintendo property basically in, into that montage, and so I could appreciate it on that level. Yeah, I'm glad for the fans. You were you were hoping that it was basically what we hoped that we would have gotten from like any other. I mean, we didn't even really get that from Mario thirty five. Even you know, it was just nice like to just show like from ninety six to now all the different things that you had done for Pokemon. And it didn't show everything, right. of course, but I mean, Nintendo it, should have shown the super Mario brothers movie, you know, super, <laughs> all the, all the bad stuff. Well, the I mean, they, Nintendo products that came out. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't show you every single Pokemon thing. Like there's only, they didn't show you every single movie. There was, there was a lot, there were a lot of them, you know, so they kind of skipped around and they, they didn't show Pokemon puzzle league on 64. They only showed it on game boy color and uh-huh. stuff like that. You know, there were some things that, that were missed and I didn't see, I didn't see Pokemon XD in there. I didn't see Pokemon Coliseum for GameCube. I kind of skipped over those or the Pokemon, whatever the fuck it was called. that was on Wii. If you remember that, it was like the equivalent of Coliseum stadium. That wasn't in the video either, but they showed the good stuff, the stuff that people like remembering. You know, not not all because I mean, there's a lot of fucking Pokemon games. Even though it's kind it was of, still, it was a pretty long montage. Yeah. I was gonna say, even though it's kind of funny, they showed stuff like Hey You Pikachu, which is supposedly a pretty shitty game. I <laughs> think know? damn near half of the presentation was that montage. Yeah, it was a good. It was like a good like first. Uh, I, I should have timed it when I watched it earlier today, but but aside from the montage, there was a lot of content in there. I remember mm-hmm. you. Uh, putting it on the slack that it was coming out and saying like, Oh no, it'll just be mobile stuff. But there's like no mobile things in there at all. Nope. All switch three, three beautiful switch games. All, all it was a about ju- good chunk for Pokemon go, of course, but yeah, everything was, int- I, I was interested in everything they showed. Yeah. I mean, there was a small, they, they, I mean, they talked about some, like some updates or events, you know, because now you have the legendaries from the Kanto region and, uh, and Pokemon go. And then there was like the Gigantamax Pokemon or Pikachu or whatever for, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, but aside from that, I was really excited about everything they showed. Yeah, they showed more of the uh, Pokemon Snap, of course, which I figured they're definitely going to show that because that's coming out in April. It's right around the corner. 
April 30th. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, just pretty much exactly what we expected from it. You know, showing showing different items you can use, like some items you can freeze the Pokemon. And I'm just, the thing I'm afraid about is I, I, I'm afraid it's going to be like two hours again, like the other one. And I don't want to pay $60 for it if it's just going to be, you know, Pokemon Snap was, Pokemon Snap was great, but it wasn't great for the price that it was. Even at the time when it came out, I felt kind of ripped off by it. But I was like, and I don't even know if I, I don't think I bought it new. I think I rented it, thankfully. And I bet it, I beat it in a, in a few days. And I'm like, I'm like, I feel bad for anybody who like, you know, saved their money for however long and went out and bought it. And then this is it. And it's like, I mean, there were some secrets in there where you can get some secret photos, but it doesn't really unlock any more gameplay. Like you pretty much, you could beat it in a couple of days and you've seen everything there is to see, you know, and it's, and it was a full budget game. It was a $50 game at the time. So that's kind of what I'm scared of. I want to know, I want to know what all you can do aside from posting your stuff on the internet and having people like it and all that, which they showed. And they yeah, so that's what that's what's replacing the sticker station, yeah. blockbuster sticker station. You can actually just post your stuff from the game and c- compare it to other people's. I'm very, I, I'm really interested in this game. And get you get likes and you get featured and all that. If mm-hmm. you're featured by who, I don't know, maybe by Nintendo. Uh, I'm sure there's a you know, obviously there's already the capture button on the Switch, so you can easily just take the picture and send it straight to Twitter and all that stuff. But I'm I'm interested to see. I'm sure we'll get like another full direct about it when it gets closer in the next couple months. But it was nice to see more of it. I think I think it looks good. It looks pretty, you know. Mm-hmm. You have that same little like rolling machine that you had in the other one, you know. So uh, the on rails thing with the yellow yellow design and all that. So there's that. It looks but, like what we always dreamed a sequel to Pokemon Snap would look like. I mean, yeah, it's it exact- doesn't look overly realistic. It still has a very Pokemon cartoony look to it i know it's been a while since the labo came out but it's still pretty surprising that they're not using the camera for that game yeah i mean probably because they realized that nobody bought it <laughs> then nobody bought the labo camera so i mean i don't know what what set was was it even in it wasn't in the set that we got it wasn't because we got, I got the, the one with everything so i don't know well i mean well you got you got the vr one but there were two different there were three different sets actually i think because Jeremy and I, we got the first one with the piano, but it wasn't in that. But then there was another one that was like a vehicle set that you could use, that had a mm-hmm. thing you could use on Mario Kart. And then there was the There VR. was like yeah. a VR, and then there was like a deluxe VR. I think John got the like the deluxe one. Yeah, yeah John the got projects. the full, got the one that had all the VR stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't think the camera was a part of that. I thought that was a different... I don't even know which one the camera was on, is what I'm saying. The camera's I, in my set. It's in the VR set? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember it had the 3D drawing whatever thing that was, that's like an elephant something <laughs> that you draw with. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was that was the coolest looking thing on there that I wish I was that could have. But I was like, I got enough with the gun. The gun was cool enough, you know, and it had the gun little, was awesome. Had that little shooting shooting game in there, but yeah, I mean, maybe they'll add some sort of labo thing in there. But I feel like they've kind of left that. Like maybe they they don't really care that much about it. Do you have anything else to say about Snap, or can we move on to the next thing? We can move on. So in the middle there, they announced, and this seems to be what internet the internet seems to be the most mad about. Stupidly, they're they're remaking Pokemon Diamond as a what is it, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and that seems to be that's going to be the the holiday game for Pokemon. It says late twenty twenty one, so I figured it's going to launch around Thanksgiving. Which is yeah. normally when, which is normally when the Pokemon and, and that's when they come out is normally around that time. 
like either like the week before Thanksgiving. I think it's normally the week before because I remember playing it over Thanksgiving. They'll do the next informal iteration of Pokemon next year, and they'll do you know this holiday will be this remake. Yeah. So it, well, they the other one that they announced is for a different time, but yeah, that's that's kind of how that's been like the way they've been doing it, where it's like yeah we we got the there'll be the extra version of whatever, which they already did that this year. Or last year they the did it with the, with the expansion stuff for Sword and Shield, and now mm-hmm. it's going to be the remake of uh, Diamond and Pearl. And I I never played Diamond and Pearl. That was the first. That was like the first online one, I think, right? Because that was the DS. That was the very first DS one. Okay. And some people That's love that one. Like I've heard uh, I've heard people talk talk it up and down and all that stuff. And and I I'm actually really excited to play the remake of it. And for some reason, everybody's having a fit about the art style, but I love the art style. I think it looks great. Me too. I like that. It they looks like I like that they it didn't change it. Looks like it should. Yeah. It's like what do you? It's like what do you want? Do you want it to be like 3D? Like it's the game. The original game was a top-down RPG. So why are people mad that it's still a top-down RPG? I don't know. I think it's. I I like that style better than what they did for the like the Omega Ruby and and Alpha Sapphire and all that stuff. That's how I feel. But I mean, it's I think it looks great. I think I think it looks really good. I'm really excited to play it. I never played that one, so it's completely it's not like I'm playing the same game again cuz I never played it. So it's just and hopefully I'm hoping that they will bring back the fucking uh global trading system and all that stuff that I was so mad that was gone in uh Sword and Shield, you know, where you can put up your Pokémon like Craigslist where it's like, "Hey, here's my here's my Pokémon." trade me for this one or you could just look at ones that everybody has and you could automatically trade them it was so cool i was so mad that that was taken out of sword and shield but i don't know if it was in the original in the original one but i was pretty sure that was the first one to use an online service i thought but regardless yeah i think it looks really cool i like i like the chibi look i like the little tiny characters it looks like it kind of reminds me of the Link's awakening remake which is fine i like the art style in that too you know so you already see people throwing a fit about it just because Pokemon fans suck now, I guess. <laughs> just really angry about it. Yeah. It's like it's like, come on, dude. I think it looks awesome. Like what's I don't understand what the problem is here. Like like what do you want? I don't know. They're probably already angry about those trees. I think I think they look cool. <laughs> the top down trees. So yeah, I'm def- I'm definitely gonna get that for sure. It it hasn't shown. I'll probably get whatever version you don't get. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will, I was I don't know I'll probably it depends on what the what the legendaries are you know as as mm-hmm. always I was leaning towards diamond I guess but we'll see but yeah no I want I want to play it just because I've never played that one uh one of you know one of our favorite podcasts Axe of Blood God they've talked many a times that that's the best Pokemon or that's their favorite Pokemon so I want to play that one now do you think this is going to be a full sixty dollar release since it's a remake from the ground up oh of course it's going to be a full 60 dollar release i don't doubt that i think it's going especially to be full if price. it's their holiday game yeah it's going to be a full pricer i don't i don't doubt it you know nintendo they never budget they never budget their remakes i mean they're not they're not budgeting in skyward sword and all that has this new button control you know it's yeah. it's got button mode is, well it's is, got is upgrade is. Gra- hd graphics yeah it's it's upscaled somewhat but but this, i mean but this is a remake remake like it's all you know all the graphic i mean it's 3d but it's top down is they're not really reusing anything from the original DS game, so. But I, yeah, I think it looks really good from what I've seen of it. I don't know. I like the little cute character in NHD. I'm into that. I like it better. I see people like comparing it to whatever the fuck. Hey, you Pikachu. No, no, that, that, that was the other one. What was the one that came out for for Switch? Before that, let's, let's go, go, let's go. Yeah. yeah, I hated that game. So I'm glad they're. I'm glad they're not making it like that. Glad they're doing their own thing. But the announcement that they made after that, which is something that John actually might actually be interested in, 
is uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is like a... It, I mean, it really kind of looked like they were trying to sell it as a Pokemon Breath of the Wild. It even kind of had the same music in there and had the same like camera like sweeping uh. over the mountain ledges and all that stuff and like the vast like skyline and all that shit and i've seen a lot of people on the internet being like oh because it has grass it's like breath of the wild but no you're right there's a lot more it's checking a lot more boxes than just the grass like the the sparse piano music i mean it it obviously it has the same it has the same theme in there like the music is there the it's you know it gives the same like zoom in vista of like the yeah, and they the do the open world. they do the character standing on the e- on the edge of the mountain, and it like mm-hmm. sweep and the camera sweeps in behind them. I mean, come on! I'm pretty sure that they were trying to push for that. I mean, I mean, I'm you, sure you've seen the joke where they were like, "Pokemon Company, we want to make a game that looks like Zelda, but we don't know which one to do it. Why not both? So like, they're both they both look like oh yeah, like Link's Awakening, a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. I've mostly seen the really stupid jokes where it's like this is how PlayStation does remakes and this is how Nintendo does remakes. And it's like, well, PlayStation didn't do those remakes, number one. But uh, also, oh, right. they look completely different. <laughs> I, kinda, I mean, they look <laughs> like they're supposed to look. They both look like the way they looked before. Like, what's the point here? But, uh, yeah, no, I'm just I'm just really interested in this game. Like they said, it's an action RPG. Okay. And uh, they, they said that specifically in the... Uh, that's actually really... My ears tweaked up when I heard that. I was like, what? Because they, they said mm-hmm. it's a, it's an open world action RPG. So I'm like, okay, that's different. But then, it, but it also shows some turn-based battles in there. So I'm like, okay, I'm wondering how that works. But I wonder if it's like, yeah, you just send out your Pokemon and then they go automatically, or if you like have a preset. It, it looked like, a, I mean, it shows like a couple seconds of it, and you are like choosing an attack. Like, with, there's a menu that shows an attack and all that. So I don't know how that's going to work. But it said action RPG, and as you sh- and you see and you see in the trailer. The character is kind of like sneaking through grassy areas and like, uh, you know, catching Pokemon without actually fighting them before. They're actually kind of like sneaking up and throwing the ball out and catching them like that. And it's supposed to be the very beginning of the Shinnoh area, right? And you're creating the very first Pokedex ever. So that's the idea. It's supposed to be like, oh, and, and the Arceus Pokemon is like God. It like created the world somehow. <laughs> they also so this said is, the that. Fir- this is yeah. the canonically the first Pokemon game. That's kind of what they sounded. It made it sound like, or at least like the Shino area, which isn't Shino the the new one. I'm not con- I'm not familiar with all. That. I know I know about Kanto is the first. I one thought I'd read it was the same region as Diamond Pearl, but maybe. Oh, is oh, okay. That's what I thought because that was like that was what unified the two games. In the or I guess technically three games. Yeah. So that so it's going along with the remake, but I guess yeah they they made it sound like this is supposed to be like the Skyward Sword of, <laughs> of Pokemon, but in a good way. You know, with it being like, this is the first one. You know, this is the beginning. It all starts here. But I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do with it. I think it's, I think it looks cool. I saw the other side of, of the internet negativity being like, this game looks too good. It has to be on Nintendo Switch Pro. It mu- it's not coming out for this. I saw that one, that oh one too. God. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's like, you either hate it. You're like, hate it. Or you say that it looks too good and it won't happen. And it won't look that good. But I saw some trees in the background that looked just as bad as they did in the wild world. So I mean, don't don't be don't be jumping to conclusions yet. There, <laughs> I guess I definitely saw some fucking dumb looking trees in in that in that trailer the second time around. But no, I'm, I'm just I'm really I'm really interested to see what they do with it. And this is supposed to come out in the beginning of 2022. So this isn't going to be their 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 holiday Pokemon game. 
this is going to be their their quarter one release. Supposedly, that's what it said in the video. This is going to be their game that they announced for the beginning of next year that becomes the holiday twenty twenty two game. The one that gets <laughs> the one that gets pushed. But I figured yep. holiday twenty twenty two is going to be whatever the new Pokemon is. That's not yeah. Sword and Shield. Because it's going to alternate, and it's going to go back to alternating like it did on the 3DS, where you have the two different, you know, you have a new one every year, but it might be a remake, or it might be a newer version. You know, like, we are, we already did that. We had a, well, we had Let's Go, and then we had Sword and Shield, and we had DLC, and then now we're having, uh, now we're having the um, Diamond and Pearl, so. But, yeah, I mean, does it spark your interest at all, John, on uh, looking, looking at it like that? Kind of, uh you could be able to tip your toe into the into the Pokemon world there. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'll say this: I'm not going to go looking for more information on it. But if it comes my way, I will pay a little bit more attention, knowing that it's an action RPG. So we'll see. Yeah, you'll have to hear it from us because we'll be talking about it for sure on this show. So yeah, <laughs> you know, it'll be because I'm def- I'm definitely excited about it. I was like, uh, yeah, and I guess this explains like maybe why the Nintendo Direct was a little bit more bare than we thought because. All the Pokemon stuff was shifted over there. So then maybe it's like, well, maybe there is this like mystical Zelda one that has everything that's not I don't April. Know. I don't know. Skyward mm-hmm. Sword was still in there, so I don't really know. And there was also the the apology. So yeah, after the March thirty first Mario thing ends, you know, we'll get the Zelda thing. Mm-hmm. Did you did you have anything else you want to say about it, Jeremy? About the new one? No, not really. Other than I'm I'm very interested in both of these games, and I think Shield and I've heard I've heard mixed reviews like in retrospect of Sword and Shield, but I thought they were great. They really got me into a mainline Pokemon game for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I actually wanted to see see it all the way through. So I think that's good. That's going to be a good motivation for me to try out uh, the remakes. You still have a you you still have DLC stuff left over on uh, I do, Sword and yeah. Shield that you haven't played. You haven't played the one that's supposed to be the better one. Like My back the, catalog is so bad. The one with you just gotta. You got to try to schedule it, I guess. <laughs> That's, I don't know. <laughs> I, I try to just, I mean, for the most part, I say just play whatever you want to play. I, I, try, I try to do it, make some sort of sense to it, I guess. I've decided that I'm not going to let myself buy like more than one RPG at the same time, though, because that never works. Because <laughs> there's just too much. There's just too much to do. Just let at least one like sit for a while before you get the other one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, another thing I wanted to mention is the the remake, the diamond, the whatever brilliant diamond and shining pearl is actually getting made by ILC, which are the people who worked on Pokemon home, but, uh, but Janushi Masuda is still working on it as well. So I thought that was interesting that it's like, they're using like a side company aside from uh, the regular Pokemon company to do it. But I think it looks great. And they still have the main guy on there. And I knew, I knew Junichi Masuda's name because he actually does. He's also a composer. He did like most of the music. And I've seen his name all over my fucking iTunes for all the Pokemon soundtracks that I have. I was like, I, I was like, I know that guy. So, I mean, it's, it was, yeah. It was cool though. It was, uh, yeah, it was 20 minutes, 20 minutes of greatness. Like I really, there wasn't really anything that I was like, ah, eh, whatever. You know, even that second of a uh, Pokemon smile that they showed for anyone who forgot about that game, <laughs> the the teeth brushing game. <laughs> it's like, yeah, remember that game? I never, never got it. I was figured somebody streamed it and maybe had some views for one day and everybody forgot about it. But yeah, no, I, I yeah, it's, I, I'm super into it. It looks really cool. It's not like anyone needed proof, but you know, Pokemon's just going to keep being a thing for who knows how long. Yeah. No matter how shitty you are to them in the internet, they don't care. I mean, Sword and Shield still sold like a shitload. So, I mean, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the Switch is is where Pokemon is going to live now, and that's and that's how it is. So it's the only Nintendo game that has its own company. Like for as, as successful as Mario and Zelda are, there's not like the Mario Company, the yeah. Zelda Company. Well, I mean, there's the there's the Super Mario Club, right? Are they still there? But they mm-hmm. weren't they like a they were like testers, they never game, game testers, like quality stuff. testing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, but there is a Super Mario Club, so they there is a there is one that exists. It was it EAD was kind of was kind of like the or R and D or whatever. Um, I mean, they kind of had they weren't like called the Super Mario Club, but they did had their own divisions that did different did different things. But Pokemon's not really, I mean, it's not really directly a Nintendo product. It's just because uh, nope. originally it was it was presented to them. So I mean, it wasn't like in house from the beginning. So that's that's why they they have their own company and they can still do out stuff outside of it. But yeah, I, lo- I loved everything that I saw in there. Do you think people from Monolith are working on? <laughs> on uh, Arceus. Yeah, do you think they're working on Pokemon as well? I don't know, man. Oh, that that was a news thing that I didn't put in the outline, but uh, Mon- I saw Monolith is looking for more, they're hiring more people. They were looking for 2022 graduates to uh, as oh. uh, as uh, programmers for Japan. In Japan, they were looking for people to work on uh, more Monolith stuff, so I mean, they have their hands pretty fucking full with uh, you know, with the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, plus whatever's happening with the next Xenoblade game. You know, I'm sure they got plenty of shit happening, so. Which I'm really interested. After playing Xenoblade 2 and 1 and, and all those back-to-back, I'm really interested to see what 3 is going to be like. I mean, and I would, and I said before that I would get X if they re-release that, but I'd rather see 3. I'd rather see Xenoblade 3 and see what they do with that. In between, like, the weird anime stuff of 2 and the... I don't know. And like the remake of one, like maybe they have this nice, like in between thing. That's just perfect. What I'd be hoping for. Maybe, maybe less, uh, less weird anime girls in the, in the next, in the next one. But I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, the worst, the worst part about it is the blades is the blade missions. Like that's the one thing that I don't like and all the different, uh, and all the different abilities that you have to, ju- that you have to juggle between characters is really annoying. They could just kind of make that a little bit more streamlined and be better. Well, do you want to do you want to just like talk about the Mortal Kombat trailer and then we can be done? There was a new there's a new Mortal Kombat trailer that happened that people seem to be excited about on the internet. I think it looks pretty good from what I've seen. Um, there's some things that I think are dumb about it, like like we kind of talked about it on Slack, but I'm not really a huge fan of them making a new character for the movie that's not from the game. Yeah, I think that's really stupid and lazy. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I guess they I saw an interview with the director where he said something along the lines of he wanted to. What he said was what gave him license to create the character was that the, each new game also creates new characters. Yeah, I so saw you that. Felt that it was a li- like what? That's kind what? of a dumb. That's kind of a dumb excuse. That's terrible. That, that is that is a huge reach. And it was pretty funny because in the video, it's like an IGN video, but they were, all the new characters they were showing were like all the really bad ones. It's like it's like here's a and and one of them was the was the fucking uh, uh, what's he called the. Uh, the ping pong guy, you know, he's uh he's not even he's not even a real actual character, he was a secret character. Mocap. Like Mocap was shown on there and I'm like, he's not even a real character. He, that's that's a fucking cheat code. <laughs> like that doesn't even count. <laughs> but they were showing like Moloch and all these really dumb ones. Oh yeah, no, what's it the guy the guy who wears the, who's like Kano's friend that has the leather who's wearing like the leather hat and like the has the flashy chest piece and I don't know. They were they were showing all the really bad ones and Striker and all these other dumb Mortal Kombat characters during that. I, I I understand what what he's trying to say is like, yeah, this character will be like you're in to the show, you know, to the movie. This is going to be the one that you relate to because this person doesn't know anything about Mortal Kombat. But 
They could have done that with anybody. With, I mean, if we're they could have done that with a character, any of the characters. Yeah. I mean, the first movie did that with Liu Kang, and they did a pretty good job with that. I wouldn't do the same thing for that reason because it was already done. Yeah. But have another character that people already know. Like, every character who's not a, an established Mortal Kombat character that gets a minute of screen time. It's a minute wasted that the fans the would rather characters. see yeah. some, some of the other characters. You know, I guess Johnny Cage is not going to be in the movie, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, he's. I guess he's getting screwed again. <laughs> you know, we actually talked to Johnny Cage, to the actual Johnny Cage. He's on one of our Patreon episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, drop us a dollar and read and, re- and listen to that. And you know, Johnny Cage was the actual um, the actual actor. He like came up with all the moves and shit for that game. Like he pretty much put all the you know all, all the martial arts together and all that stuff, and pretty much created Mortal Kombat One. And you mean I he watched Bloodsport that... right before his uh, <laughs> audition there, and he came up with the split punch the crash thing. Well, I mean, he did. I mean, he came up with all the moves. Like he, he did. You know, he is like a black belt and all that stuff. I'm mm. just saying, he did. He gets a lot more than he was credited on. And there was some sort of controversy after that where he just, they just kind of killed him off for three and just cut him out of the series completely. It was, it's kind of a shame because he, because he was a big part of the development of the original, original two games. And then he just kind of, and there was like court cases and stuff, and eventually they just seemed to just stop caring and just dropped him away from the series and it was sad because that guy's really nice he was really cool we talked to him and like i said he did a lot of shit like he came up with all of the choreography for the game and all that shit so deserve props but yeah i don't know i don't know why johnny cage isn't in the movie or at least they i th- I felt like i read it somewhere that he's actually not in the movie or maybe it was just uh i don't know maybe maybe, maybe it was just because he wasn't in the trailer but this is this is the way that I would do it if I was doing it. Like, yeah, the original one, Liu Kang was the main character. Liu Kang is the main character of most of the Mortal Kombat games, sure. But what you should do is you should make fucking Sub-Zero the main character. Make it about That'd Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Sub-Zero and Scorpion mm-hmm. are like Ken and Ryu. Like, they are the important ones. In the first movie... They were being controlled by Shang Tsung, so we so there was no development of their stories whatsoever. They have like the most interesting stories of the whole thing, like with the Lin Kuei and the and the ninjas and all that stuff. That's what you should be doing. Fucking follow Sub Zero and like do the do the fight with. I don't know. If Scorpion's not like dead in the movie, I'm gonna be real pissed off if they don't if they don't get that right. I mean, they do. The director did talk about the different Sub Zeros from the game, so it seems like he kind of knows what's happening and in the trailer it shows the part where sub-zero like freezes the blood and stabs the guy that's from the game so you know that's that cool that, from the newer games but i mean if anybody wants to see like cool mortal Kombat, you know movie stuff buy any of the last three mortal Kombat games they have really good stories i mean they're all they're all voice acted and you know the, the story modes are incredibly great on those games like mortal Kombat 11 it's selling for like nothing on, on a Switch. It seems to be on sale for under twenty bucks most of the time. I don't know, get that and then watch the movie. But I mean, I you know I have I've, I've talked many times about how much I like HBO Max and it will be free on there whenever it comes out. So I'll definitely watch it. But yeah, and the trailer this week actually set a record for Red Band trailers. It clocked one hundred and sixteen million views. That's the biggest Red Band trailer of all time. Mm. Wow! So people are psyched. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, I mean, there are some parts that I think look cool. Another thing about that new character they created, he has like a Mortal Kombat insignia birthmark. That means that he, that's so stupid. That is so fucking stupid. When I saw that, I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. A Mortal Kombat insignia birthmark. Like, fuck you. Like, who who, who okayed that? Like, who who let yeah, that? That's lazy. Who let that go through? Like, that's a really dumb fucking idea. I don't know. 
It could have been easy. Any of the characters, like I don't think Sony and Jax had been there before. They could be your character that doesn't know what's happening. I bet Mortal Kombat happens when like all the characters on their own they get on WebMD to like look up their weird birthmark and they're like, oh wait a minute, that means I'm selected for Mortal Kombat. All right, I gotta go. Oh, MortalKombat.com. I should go there. Oh wait, you want my bank account? Okay, <laughs> sure, Shang Tsung. I'll come to your I'll come to your special tournament. You'll send me the money to buy a boat. Okay, here's my bank account. The true Mortal Kombat is that their bank account was finished. That's where the true fatality was. Fiscal combat. Yeah. <laughs> Everything disappeared. They, they they did the babality to their account, so now it has to start from nothing again. Start started out in its zero years. And another thing I really want to know is what's up with Melina? <laughs> like she's a she doesn't look right. She doesn't look like like Melina from the game. And I've seen no sign of, of Katana or Baraka. So I don't know. I thought I saw Baraka in a painting. There was some character like they showed a mural on the wall, and it looked like Baraka. Maybe I mean Baraka is like a that's like a race in the in the outworld that all look like Baraka, and Melina's one of them too. That's why I was wondering. yeah. And they showed it, I think, like just yeah. after her character. That's why I was wondering what was happening there. Her 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 her, art, her design looks kind of weird. Like I'm I'm not super into it, but and she and I like the whole story about her like you know um, pretending to be Katana's sister and. You know, and all that, like to to try to make her way into the royal family of the outworld and all that stuff. Like there was some cool lore around that, and hopefully they don't mess that up. I just hope there's some real some real fatalities this time. I mean, I, I love the original Mortal Kombat movie. Like I still think it's great, but their fatalities were pretty lame. And then that movie, like it's just Sonya just like snapping somebody's neck with her legs. Like that's about it. You know, even though I think I'm gonna miss that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle suit of Goro. With the you know <laughs> with the the Jim Henson the Jim Henson style uh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that suit but I mean of course we'll watch it because I have HBO Max and I'm not planning on getting rid of it anytime soon so I'll get it for a month to watch that I'll definitely watch it I mean if you get it for a month you have like 20 other shows to watch because there's a lot of really good stuff on there there's at least a couple shows you should watch before you get rid of it because it's got a lot of, a lot a lot of good stuff. Plus, it's been uh, a lot of places for me to find. There's there's a lot of older movies on there. They have a bunch of like uh, Turner Classic movie stuff on there that I was able to watch as well. So it's pretty rad. I think we might be good. This is like the shortest episode we've done in a while. I'm I'm cool with that. Me too. Is there anything else you guys wanted to say before we go here? Nope. Then it is the Switch's birthday. We didn't forget about that. Yeah. By the time you hear this, it's technically it just became the switch's birthday two minutes ago I, yeah well and in and in japan it was it was the birthday as well because they're ahead because they're 13 hours ahead but something like that but uh we'll we'll do an episode next week about the birthday of the switch specifically as the topic we didn't forget about it but yeah big four years of the nintendo switch we will come back wow. and talk more about that but if this episode was too short for you and you want to hear more of us drop us a dollar on patreon.com slash nintendo main podcast and you can hear over 30 episodes of us talking more about this stuff. Uh, we just we just recorded our episode about the our favorite Zelda characters, so that sh- that should be up soon in this week. But if you give it the number five, if you give us at the five dollar level, then you can see videos of us talking about it early, completely unedited and raw, with all that extra footage that you would miss if you're if you're just listening to it regular. So check that out. Plus, there's different levels and stuff like that. And uh, you can find us on NintendoMainPodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, at Nintendo underscore Domain, and at JMaxStack. And you can also find me at Twitch.tv slash NintendoMainPodcast. I'll be streaming uh, whatever that game is that I forgot what it's called that's coming out next week. 
Apex Legends. <laughs> I'll be I'll be streaming Apex Legends next week, and I'll also be play, streaming uh, Congress Bad Fur Day for the 20th anniversary this week and this weekend. So check that out at 2 a.m. Central Time. And of course, I have another show called How Is It Now, where we talk about old award-winning movies and how they are now. We just did uh, Beginners, which was uh, Christopher Plummer's Oscar winner since he just died. So we did that to honor him, and it was a nice, fun, quirky. Uh, romantic comedy type movie. So check that out. But we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. John Hitter. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Choose your destiny. Flawless victory. Which I didn't really notice, but they weighed me and said that. I mean, it was, I could tell it was different when they weighed me because I was there last time they weighed me.